This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. One. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, La Liga edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and the editor of Football Espana, Rory Barlow. A midweek slate to preview for round 36 of La Liga coming up. The dust barely settled, Rory, in round 35. Defeats for both Barcelona and Real Madrid. Um, Scrap to avoid the drop intensifies. It looks like it's going to be any two from three to join Elche, just briefly on, on Barca and Real Madrid, because we're going to get into them anyway, because I know you've previewed in both of their games. I mean, are they downing tools at the moment? What's the feeling in Spain with these two? Well, Valencia obviously beat Real Madrid last night. Um, that was a uh, game that was mired by, by racial incidents towards Vinicius Jr. Then I think the very much Vinicius kind of lost his head and was very emotional about that, which is pretty understandable. I think that affected the game more than kind of anything else. And in those kind of closing 20, 30 minutes when you'd expect Real Madrid to push, it was it was mired by that tempers were frayed. And then in Barcelona's case, I think they, there's obviously going to be a certain kind of drop-off in terms of focus. And against Real Sociedad, you did see that Jules Koundé basically gifting Alexander Surlot the ball for their opener. But Real Sociedad are also a really good team. I mean, it's a team that beat Real Madrid a couple of weeks ago. Again, they they come up with these kind of yeah, for those bigger teams, they are a difficult side to beat anyway. And so if you're not at your best, if you're not at your most intense, then I think it's only natural that uh, Real Sociedad should take points off you. And in this game, they were they were more clinical than Barcelona. Yeah, we're going to talk about Larial as well over the course of the show. Just on the relegation battle, Elche obviously down. Uh, Espanyol 19, 34 points. Uh, Valladolid. Um, 35 points, along with Getafe, 18th and 17th, respectively. Espanyol were minus 6-10, I think, last week to go down, fighting chance maybe to avoid the drop after the Raya win. They're minus 375, Valladolid minus 162, and Getafe minus 125. What are your thoughts on, on the relegation battle? If if betters wanted to, to punt one to go down, where should their money be going? Well, um, Espanyol are obviously back in the fight and in terms of resources, in terms of uh, quality of squad, you'd have to say that they probably should be favourites to make out of that if it's just a points difference. But in terms of what I've seen, and I was at Vallecas yesterday when they beat Rayo Vallecano, and my word, they were very lucky. I would have said they'd have been fortunate enough to get a point, let alone to get all three. I mean, they had four chances the entire game. One of them was when Rayo were kind of pushing and had. Nobody left at the back. Javi Puado missed one. 
There was another header in the first half, which was saved by Dmitrievsky. And then there's the two goals. And one of them cannons back off the inside of the post and straight into the path of an Espanol player. And the other one is is kind of an early goal. But they, they were very clinical in a fashion that we've not seen Espanol do so before. And right before they get the winner, the eventual winner, it's uh, Isi Palaton, Rayo's best player, six yards out, open goal, blazes over. And you think, yeah, if that goes in, it's a, it's a different story. Rayo dominated the game. So yeah, I would I would still be careful with Espanol because I, I don't think we saw a dramatic improvement in performance. Interesting. Uh, good to see Rory on the ground there giving us that insight when it comes to Espanol. The price may well have changed, but maybe their performances haven't. Incidentally, Almeria plus 800, Cadiz plus 1,000, Celta Vigo plus 2,000, Valencia after the win against Real Madrid, they're plus 4,000. We've got five picks from Rory uh, all 10 games streamed live over the course of this midweek on the Bet Rivers app, Tuesday through Thursday. And some interesting prices when it comes to Spain's big three. We've alluded to it already. Uh, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atleti. Rory's tipped in all three of the games featuring those clubs. We will get to them shortly. We're going to kick off with Real Sociedad against Almeria. This is Tuesday, 7.30 local, 1.30 Eastern. Obviously, it's a midweek slate, so evening games in Spain. Good time for United States betters to get involved. L'Oreal, top of the six-match form table at the moment, 14 points more than any other team. What's clicking at the moment, Rory, when it comes to L'Oreal? Yeah, well, a lot of things are clicking with them, and they've been good all season, we know that, but they now have a fully fit squad again, I think, as much as they're still not necessarily a clinical side. And we saw that against Girona when they drew two all and they kind of threw away a two-goal lead a couple of weeks ago. But against Barcelona, they were very good. They were very focused. I think there's few sides that have as few issues as Lariel do right now. I mean, yeah, there's that goal-scoring aspect. There's the fact that they don't have a clinical finisher. But outside of that, they're probably one of the most complete teams in La Liga. Um, that Barcelona win, as, as we're saying, major step towards the top four. I think most people feel that not only is it well within their hands, but it's almost a foregone conclusion. Now, Almeria is the team that they're facing. They are at home to Almeria, away to Atleti, and then home to Sevilla on the last day of the season. Even though Sevilla will be dealing with kind of Europa League fatigue, I don't think they're going to want to let it kind of get down to those last two games with them needing a lot of points. Three points here will will mean that they only need, I think, two points from their remaining two games to secure it mathematically, knowing that Villarreal will also play Atleti on the final day of the season. So I think this is must-win for Villarreal. I think they'll see it as such, and I think there'll be a big effort to make sure they get over the line. Again, Sanamari aside, that similarly to Villarreal, they've been quite reliable in the fact that they're pretty far away from home. Just one win, four draws all season away. And pretty good at home. They, they notched up their 10th win of the season at home against Mallorca at the weekend. Last 12 goals have been over 1.5 goals. Hence, I'm going for over 1.5 goals too. Real Sociedad to win. Minus 143. Minus 143. Lariel to beat Almeria and over one and a half goals in the game. That's what we like uh, for the fixture on Tuesday. Uh, Lariel instantly minus 205 to win the game. Almeria plus 550. The draw plus 370. Celta Vigo against Girona next. This is another Tuesday game at 7.30 local, 1.30 Eastern. Celta Vigo plus 100. Even money, if you are backing the hosts here, looks short given their form. Girona a plus 2.75. Draw plus 2.70. Over and under mark here. Uh, two and a half goals, minus 117 over, minus 107 under. What's happened to Celta Vigo, Rory? A joint bottom or bottom of all the form tables. Four 
six, eight matches. They've lost six out of their last seven, having been a team that we sided with middle of the season and we were making some money off. Now they are one to avoid, it would appear. Yeah, they're just not playing very well, it has to be said. They are making kind of those silly mistakes and those picking up those bad habits that we so often kind of point out when it comes to teams that are, are poor or, or not playing well. And in this case, and gets all but Real Madrid in those last seven games, apart from the one game that they did win. So it was one, six out of seven, as you're saying, that was a 1-0 win over Elche, which, again, no great shakes. Uh, the, apart from that Real Madrid game and the Elche game, out of those last seven, they've conceded very early goals. So in the first kind of 25 minutes, I think they conceded in each of those games. Girona are the sides that have the quality to take advantage of that. I mean, we've seen Tati Castellanos be very good. Uh, we know that Sigankov has got a lot of quality. They were missing Oriol Romeo at the weekend. He was suspended for the 2-1 defeat to Villarreal, but that defeat came in extremis as well. It was only in the 94th or 5th minute that Gerard Moreno scored the winner. So this is a side that is competing at a higher level than Celta at the moment. We know that away from home, Girona can be a bit dodgy. Um, they are, that is where kind of they fall down a little bit. It's the thorn in their side. But their last two performances away from home have been Real Sociedad and Sevilla. Four points from those games. And, and when they do, when the pressure's on the other side and when they've got a bit of a chance to play, I think that really suits them. Celta, they probably want one more win just to be safe and sound in this, in this league. They're on 39 points, four points clear of the drop, three games to go, but one more win would really kind of seal it for them. But I just think, yeah, Girona playing football pretty well right now. And with Romeo back, that makes their midfield a lot more solid. The team that's under pressure in Celta. I've gone Girona, draw no bet, plus 175. I think that's value, um, which as well is something that has attracted me to this. Yeah, it's a good play, plus 175. It's a good price as well. Get your money back if the game ends in a draw. Just one final one on Girona. You explained last week about Osasuna. Um, and you were absolutely right. I suggested to you, look, is a European place on the cards for them? And you said, look, you know, I've been to the club. I've been around there. As far as they're concerned, if it happens, it happens. They're not really gunning for it. Does the same apply for Girona here? Because there's that Europa Conference League qualifying spot potentially up for grabs for them. They're just two points off seventh place. Is it a thing for them or are they in the same category as Osasuna? I think there's maybe slightly more desire to dream. And interestingly enough, Michel at the start of the season said to the manager, he said, we want to beat our points record, not just stay up. We want to beat our points record, which was 51 points under Pablo Machin. So they want to go for 52. That would be four more points from the remaining three games of the season. So I don't think that would be enough to necessarily keep them in that seventh spot. But it's athletic club who are holders of that seventh spot right now and They've been in poorer form of late as well. So I think it's kind of up for anyone to grab. And if you don't have too many difficult fixtures, as Sharona don't, then there is a good chance that you could take that spot um, from Athletic Club. And so, yeah, I, I think there's maybe a little bit more kind of hope or ambition. Ambition is the wrong word because I don't think that Osuna are not ambitious. But I think there's, yeah, maybe a little bit of bit more of an eye on that European spot than there is at Osasuna. We've got to try and work out from a betting point of view which teams have got things to play for when, on the face of it, they might not have too much, but if if there are 
pub records to be broken and so on. It's always a, a pointer in the right direction for betters. And you never know, um, that Conference League qualification spot could be a thing on the minds of those Girona players. Now, big three this weekend, uh, this weekend, this midweek, uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid and Atleti. There's fancy prices, relatively, of course, about all three. It is interesting the way that the Bet Rivers market makers, um, odds framers have come up with the prices here. There's obviously lots factored in um, to these three teams, given where they are. They're all, well, Barcelona champions. Real Madrid, of course, knocked out the Champions League, but guaranteed Champions League football. Same with Atleti. So it's what have they got to play for? But they are still the best three teams in Spain. And you can get some very good prices about them this midweek. Well, we're going to start with Barcelona's trip to Valladolid, which is a Tuesday. It's a late kickoff in Spain, 10pm. So 4pm uh, Eastern time. And Barcelona here, when you sent me the tips uh, late last night, stroke very early this morning, um, Barca were minus 129 to win this game. They are minus 110. They're ne- nearly even money, which seems incredible uh, against Valladolid. Obviously, Valladolid is, is scrapping for their top flight uh, lives, but Barcelona here at minus 110, even my, minus 129, is, as you mentioned uh, with your initial text, I mean, it seems a massive price to me. Yeah, it's it's somewhat surprising. I don't know if perhaps the, the odds makers here have seen reports that Barcelona might rotate a little bit. The fact that Iñaki Peña may even start instead of Marc-Andre Stegen in order to preserve um, his kind of record and goal and his Zamora trophy, which is given how to much the... How much of a drop-off is that, though? I mean, Marc-Andre Stegen has been the best keeper in the league this season, it should be said. He is... Phenomenal. Iñaki Peña is a good keeper, though. He's a good shot stopper. He can. He came through La Masia. He knows how to play in the Barcelona style of play. I wouldn't say that you're necessarily getting a, a liability in goals. So, so yeah, I, I, I struggle to understand the price. I, I do understand it from a certain point of view because it's going to be a big atmosphere at Valladolid. This is kind of, yeah, they need to fight for this. Um, it'll be scrappy. They'll take a point in this game, so they don't really need to come out of their shell too much either. But, but yeah, I, I do struggle with the price as well a little bit, Dan. Um, Valladolid, of course, beat Cadiz on uh, were beaten by Cadiz on, on on Friday night. They they did have a player sent off, but it was very late on. I mean, yes, they're scrapping for their lives, but they're not playing any better. I, it, to me, in situations like this, teams are in the bottom three or in the bottom five because they're a poor team. They're not suddenly going to play a lot better I don't think um, form is form I, it's all about Barcelona and whether they are guess are up for it for me I mean do you see it that way yeah that's certainly going to be a factor and I think there are small motivations for this Barcelona side they've got three goals I think it is on the all-time record in La Liga for goals conceded it's they're on 15 currently so if they manage to only concede two in these last three games they will set that record Robert Lewandowski will be playing. He wants the Pichichi Award and he's got a five-goal lead over Benzema, but I've no doubt that he will want to continue stretching that lead just in case Benzema does rack up the goals. So, so yeah, that is a factor. I wonder if they perhaps watched their game against Sevilla last weekend where they saw that Sevilla were struggling a little bit to, to hold on to them and it was only a couple of debatable decisions, to say the least, that ended up in Sevilla kind of taking the lead and then control of that match. But Sevilla did win out 3-0 winners and Vidalid have lost their last five. In each of those five, they've conceded at least two goals. Those aren't good figures. And we, we'd said 
they had that kind of managerial bounce when Petzolano came in, but long term, did we know if that was the right thing? And they've gone a little bit more attacking. They've they've been attacking better, but in terms of defensively, they've been much worse, I think. And so, so yeah, it is about that kind of motivation factor. I think we'll see some of Usman Dembélé, if not for the full game, but perhaps kind of 45, 60 minutes. And he he very much has the potential to cause some problems. And I think, yeah, like, like we were saying, these are two teams that one of them is going to be highly motivated, one of them is not. But ultimately, the gap in quality is so large that I've decided that I think it's much... You, you, it's very much worth um, a look in this case. So yeah, Barcelona at minus one ten. I couldn't couldn't get past in my view. Yeah, same here. Look, you, you can be made to look foolish with situations like this, and there's always a narrative about teams fighting for something a little bit more tangible. If staying in a top division is tangible, uh, than Barcelona just looking to uh, keep a team out for for a, a goalkeeping and defensive record. We'll see what happens. We just think as a value play, Barcelona are it. Uh, and even if they slip to one minus 129, uh, we would suggest that you would bet them as well. Um, same rules apply for Real Madrid, who are at home. Uh, Barcelona do travel, of course. Real Madrid are at home here against Rio. They're minus 137, um, which, again, is a very good price just on the face of it. This fixture last season, did a bit of digging here. Real Madrid were, were minus 270. Obviously, it wasn't at the end of the season. It was towards the start of the campaign. But that's a huge difference. They did win the game as well. Rio are plus 370 here. The draw plus 310. This is Wednesday at 7.30 local, 1.30 Eastern. Um, they did make changes against Valencia. You've referenced um, the ugly incidents with racism that, unfortunately, Vinicius has had to put up with on a number of occasions in Spain. He won't be playing because of uh, suspension unless they appeal it. I don't know if that's a thing or not in Spain, uh, Rory. But just from a, a betting point of view here, we're in similar but not exactly the same category as the Barcelona game because from a Rio point of view, I mean, what have they got to play for? Yeah, well, now four points off that kind of uh, Euro uh, Conference League spot, sorry. And with three games to go, I think that probably puts it a little bit out of reach. I mean, Rio Vallecano do tend to play the big teams pretty tough, but more so at home than away from home, understandably. And I think having lost to Espanyol, that was the big game where if they could have got three points there, they would have been right in the mix right towards the end. But with a kind of needing to overhaul two results on about three teams, I think it would be hard for them to to get themselves back into that race. I think they'll take the game to Real Madrid. Um, but what we did see against Espanyol, as much as they were better than them, is that they are a little bit blunt still. And the fact that Raul de Tomas is... Yeah, up and down in terms of form. And then there are alternatives to that are Sergio Camello, who doesn't really score goals, does a lot of good work, but doesn't score goals. Equally, Falcao has not really been a factor this season. So, so yeah, I think that bluntness has led me to to opt for Real Madrid. So I've gone Real Madrid over 1.5 goals at minus 124. And I think, yeah, it'll be a different atmosphere. I think the fact that all of this with Vinicius has exploded and really hit boiling point will motivate certainly the crowd to be maybe a little bit more involved than they would be. I think the players will be keen to keen to sort of play and 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 yeah, maybe respond a little bit. Rodrigo will probably be on the left as a result of the lack of Vinicius and he's very good on the left. The last few times he's played on the left hand side he's been not quite better than Vinicius, but certainly it's it's made everyone sit up and go it's a little bit unfortunate that both of those players are on the left-hand side. So, so yeah, I think Valencia fought in a way that 
Rio won't on on Wednesday night and and yeah I just I find it hard to look past Real Madrid so as I say I, I batch them and and Rio even if they do tend to play well they they do tend to leak a goal or two as well. Four years since they lost three on the spin as well incidentally Real Madrid and it's not going to happen we don't think against Rio Vallecano Madrid to win. And you can get a little bit more value by going over one and a half goals. I think this could be one where it might be fairly easy for Real Madrid, given the circumstances of their last two defeats at City and at Valencia. Minus 124, if you're following Rory in, Real Madrid to beat Real and over one and a half goals in the game. And lastly, we come to Atleti. And I guess it's different because it's Atleti and they're away. um, And they are plus money, plus 128 to beat Espanyol, who are plus 205. This is uh, another Wednesday game. It's 10 p.m. Uh, local 4pm uh, Eastern here. Uh, unders is even money, incidentally, for an Atleti away game. Overs is minus 22. It is the favourite. That's under and over the two and a half goal mark. Um, look, and again, this is all about form. Atleti, 10 wins from 12. I was trying to angle this in to suggest that they don't lose to the lesser lights, but then I remembered that they did recently to LJ, so I can't throw that one in. But look, if there's one manager, I know it's a, an obvious thing to say, that doesn't do the sentiment and will want his team to win every single game, it is obviously uh, Diego uh, Simeone here. How are we tackling this one with Espanyol, uh, Rory? Yeah, just as, as an aside, Diego Simeone, they secured Champions League qualification for their 11th season in a row. Previously to that, they'd only had eight seasons in the Champions League um, without Simeone. And uh, some, somebody's asked him, what do you say to those who uh, who devalue it and say that this is now the norm for Atleti and that qualifying for the Champions League is no longer an achievement? And Simeone says, well, they can come and put my black suit on for eight months and then tell me how it goes. <laughs> Which was a, a, a good response to it. Um, we said after that Elche game that Simeone probably wouldn't take kindly to it and that they would put in a serious performance and that's exactly what they did against Osasuna. I think Osasuna played pretty well. They weren't bad by any means, but Griezmann and Carrasco made the difference. San Niguez came in for a rare, rare start and won the Man of Match award. So it shows you that there's still a competitive edge in, in the selection and that the players that are coming into the side, even if they're not playing a lot, still have something to play for or still are showing a little bit for Simeone. And so, so yeah, it's, it's a team against an Espanyol who we spoke about at the top of the show. I, I didn't see massive improvement, improvements from them. The only... They've got Hosselu up front, obviously, which makes a difference having a goal scorer. Sergi Darder is on an absolute mission. He scored and got the assist for their for their two goals against Rayo. But but yeah, you need more than that to face a team against like Atleti. And I I, I just can't see past Atleti. I, I mean, the difference between the two teams is so stark that it would force Espanyol to put in a performance that we haven't seen from them all season. Even early on when they were fighting for Diego Martinez, we didn't really see them um, go toe-to-toe with the big guns quite like this. And so, so yeah, I think even if the atmosphere is raucous, even if Espanyol need a result, I just can't look past the quality of Atleti and Griezmann here. And Elche was an accident. I think if you turn the atmosphere up a couple notches, uh, Espanyol, I think these players, when they maybe don't have anything to play for, if the atmosphere is good and if there is something on the line, it maybe reinvigorates them a little bit as well because they get the sense of occasion and perhaps that lifts their level. Whereas if it is a fairly kind of um, low-key, relaxed atmosphere, then perhaps that persuades them into, into not necessarily raising their level. 
Yeah, I take that point. I think it's a really good one as well. And uh, I'm sure that Atleti players are going to be very much engaged, certainly if the temperature rises a little bit. Uh, where Espanyol, we like Atleti to beat Espanyol at plus 128. We like Real Madrid uh, to beat Rio and over one and a half goals at minus 124. Uh, Barcelona to beat Real Valladolid, um, minus 110 at the moment. I'm sure those prices will change. We would take even as low as minus 129. We still think that's a value play. Girona against Celta Vigo. Celta Vigo. Uh, Girona draw no bet is plus 175. Get your money back if it finishes all square. And our first tip of the preview was Real Sociedad to beat Almeri and over one and a half goals at minus 143. The parlay, if you want to play it, Barcelona win, Real Madrid win and Atleti win is plus 653. You don't recommend parlays too often, Rory. Would you recommend, is this an official parlay or are you just saying it's a lean for those that want to play the treble? I... I would say it's a lean because with all of these free teams, as we're saying, there there's potentially um, sort of uh, yeah, there's potential for upset. But given the prices and given that all three um, are favourites in my view, still I, I think at least two of the three should come in. And then if you fancy all three and you fancy that there's no shocks, and there has been a few in recent weeks, then, then yes, yeah, there it's has. not it, it's not a bad lean at all. I think if if you if you're gonna look at parlays and safety. Wise, then, then yeah, you're going to rarely find three better choices in across the league season. Yeah, play them as singles, and if you get two out of three, you will make some profit. We were slightly unlucky with our uh, bets last week, and we managed to get two of the five, and unfortunately, it was a, a tiny loss for us on the week. We hope for better, of course, this midweek. That wraps it up. Rory, thanks for your company as ever. Of course, we've got two more match days to preview weeks 37 and 38. Um, week 37 comes up. Uh, this weekend so we're going to be back a little bit later on this week we'll try and record on Thursday late evening we'll have it for you on Friday so you can take a look at all of the previews uh, from us and make sure you stay across all of our Bet Rivers content at Because We Win bye for now Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network 